Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We uh, now start to talk some NBA basketball as we are on the cusp a couple of days away. The Bucks tipping things back off against the Boston Celtics as we get this unofficial second portion of the season and the stretch run underway. Eric Name now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Eric, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. So uh, let's first talk first and foremost. Uh, how long – now, we know Bledsoe and Connaughton and had come back to the bubble and they're getting ready to work out with the team and such. Uh, but how long do you think that they are just uh, actually in the mix, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to take a little bit yet for those guys to be totally ready. I know when we talked to Eric Bledsoe, you know, he got there in quarantine, and then the next day he had a Peloton bike in his room that the that the team had set up, and while the Bucks were getting ready to hit the floor, he was hopping on the, on his bike. And, you know, when we got to talk to him once he cleared quarantine, he said, that was the first time we'd actually been able to work out in the last couple of weeks. So uh, it sounds kind of the same with Pat Connaughton where, you know, he was, I mean, I guess for all intents and purposes, you know, laid up that both those guys weren't really able to do anything. Pat said something similar on social media that the Bucks posted in a video that, you know, yesterday was one of the first days that he got to work out and get into the gym and get into the weight room. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to take a little while for both of those guys. Obviously, they have until Friday. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Eric Bledsoe is unable or is unavailable in that game on Friday, but they could also try to get him in, you know, sparingly. Uh, one of the things Bud said is, you know, we're going to get creative with those guys that, okay, maybe Eric Bledsoe won't start, but we can find – little areas where to where we can sneak him in a little game action or, or try to get him going. So uh, I think the big thing is just going to be getting themselves in a cardio position where they can actually get going. But I do think it is probably going to be a little bit while until both of them are all the way on the floor and both of them are, are back to their typical roles in Bud's rotation. Um, let's talk about that because one of the things that I've been looking for, not necessarily the outcome of the games, but the way the team has played, the crispness, and I've talked about this numerous times, knowing where guys are on the floor, the familiarity, uh, passing the basketball, uh, it seems like for the most part, it's been really good. I don't want to say that they pick up where they left off because there's still some rust to shake off, but it doesn't it seem, or does it seem to you like they're just, there's a different kumbaya or symbiotic relationship with these guys and some of the other teams yeah i mean i think you look at there's probably two moments in those three scrimmages where you didn't feel that you had the first half against the spurs in their very first scrimmage where 
you know, they just didn't look very crisp. They didn't look quite right. Uh, and then they had a 38-point third quarter where, okay, the rust is gone. They, they look, look just fine. Second game, didn't really have any problems. And then that third game, they, were, they had that third quarter where J.J. Redick has a perfect quarter, 5-for-5 five five from three-point line, free-throw line, everything. He scores 20 points in the third quarter, and then they just didn't really look the same the rest of the game. Uh, so I think those are the two moments you kind of circle as far as, okay, yeah, this is going to take a little bit while. They're not quite right. But in between that and really across the other moments, they looked very much like the team that they've looked like this entire season. There was Brooke Lopez at the rim sliding away shots. There was Giannis going end-to-end with a dunk. There was Giannis posting up smaller guys. There was Giannis finding guys in the corners for threes. Chris Middleton getting with the basket. Chris Middleton posting smaller players up. Uh, everything looked pretty much like what it looked like before the stoppage even happened. So uh, I do think since this team knows each other so well, since they've played, you know, essentially the exact type of basketball that they're playing now for the last two years, not just this year, the last two years, I think they really do have an advantage to some other teams that, you know, had a big trade acquisition at the trade deadline or brought in new players in free agency or had injuries that kind of affected them. The Bucks didn't really get affected too much by that this season. And, you know, Eric Bledsoe missed some games, and Chris Middleton missed some games, and Giannis missed some games. But throughout all that, they were able to plug in guys that had been in the system for the last few years and kind of just keep plugging along. So uh, I think for this team, there is definitely some advantage for them that they know each other so well. And across the last two seasons, they've played pretty much the exact same brand of basketball. Chris Middleton, he came in a little bit leaner, looked good, got a hop in his step, and Coach Bud said that he could fall out of bed and start playing. Has he looked that good to you? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things you'll notice, and first I'll preface by saying following is up all the way across the board. A lot of these guys obviously are not in typical game shape, so they're reaching and you know, you're seeing a lot more fouls. But Middleton shot 20 free throws across three games and he played 52 minutes in those games. Typically, this is a guy that plays 31 minutes a night, and he goes to the line three and a half times per game. We're looking at almost seven free throws per game, and I think the big reason why you're seeing more free throws in those scrimmages in those 52 minutes was pretty much just the fact that he was able to more easily blow by guys, and that's just not something that you think of with Chris Middleton. Sure, it's still not ending with a dunk. Sure, he's not getting all the way to the rim, but – it would be a shot fake, a jab step, whatever it may be. He gets a couple dribbles. He gets a step on a guy, and he's just getting hacked. And giving Chris Middleton three points, which is essentially any free throw for him because he's a 90.5% free throw shooter, I mean, that is absolutely huge for him. So I think it was a total shock for me to hear uh, Kyle Korver used the word explosive and Chris Middleton in the same sentence when asked for a player that really stood out at the start of this, but after three scrimmage games, I see why he said it. I, I really do think Middleton is is in the best shape of his career, and I, I think that's saying something considering he's coming off of what was just the most efficient and best season of his career. So uh, if he is looking better, which I do think he is, that's a really tough spot for NBA defenses. Um, 
I wanted to ask you about, uh, and it's escaped my mind for just a second there, but I wanted to ask you about uh, the the teams that could possibly beat the Bucks. And one of the long shots uh, I was reading, they talked about the Miami Heat. And in a series, I don't think the Heat can beat the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks did get beat by the Heat. It was one of Giannis's worst statistical games uh, in a long time or close to his career. Uh, are the Heat that kind of a mismatch nightmare that uh, they could be? Because we don't talk about the Heat. We talk about Boston. We talk about what's going on in, in Philadelphia. Those probably are the two top ones that you circle and say, eh, you know, they could get the Bucks. Is the Heat that mismatch nightmare that they don't want to see in the postseason? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, I wrote so much during the quarantine, and it went so long that I don't even remember exactly what it was. I think two months ago, I kind of broke down their potential second-round matchups. And the Heat don't stick out from a talent perspective. I think that's the Sixers, where you say, oh, wow, that Sixers team is really talented. They could just give the Bucks problems from, from that perspective. But for the Heat, it really is about the way that they were built and the way that they play basketball. And what I mean by that is Eric Spolstra, for the entirety of Giannis's career, has defended Giannis better than just about anyone in the league. If you look at his games at Miami, and I, I will throw in the caveat that the last two years those have been on back-to-backs in Miami, so that does make it a little bit tougher. But if you look at the way that the Heat have defended Giannis, they've had a lot of success against him. And it's because of the defense that Eric Spolster draws up, the way that they play defense, how physical they are defensively, that they've given him problems. And now they have a guy in Bam Adebayo that is really strong, physical, athletic. He's all the things that Giannis is. Obviously not to the same extent, but there's very few people that can kind of have that full athletic package. So, Adebayo's good defensively. The scheme is great. That makes it tough. And then offensively, the Heat shoot a ton of threes. And specifically, they shoot a ton of threes outside of the corners. And those are the threes that the Bucks give up more than anyone else in the league. And that's what they've done for the last two years. And we saw in both of the matchups against the Bucks, guys like Kelly Olenek get, get loose against the Bucks, And he's done so because he shoots a lot of threes from the top of the floor, and that's a weakness in this Bucks defense. So I think if we're talking from a scheme and tactics perspective, I think it's absolutely right to say that the Heat present a lot of problems for the Bucks. Ultimately, I think they're not quite as talented as some of the other teams in the East, and that's probably where the Bucks get them in a longer series. But there's no doubt that their schemes and tactics really present some problems for the Bucks. Always great to chat, and we're finally going to be talking about basketball on the court the next time you and I hook up. Appreciate it, man. As always, stay safe, and we'll talk soon, okay? I look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Eric. Eric Name, Milwaukee Basketball Insider. You can find him on Twitter at Eric underscore Name, N-E-H-M. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.